0: Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters. It's the Three Amigos Friday night, a perfect start to your weekend. Good evening to Keith, to Mitch, to George, and to Steve when he gets here. Um, he's out uh, on a job, but he will be back in time for the lookalikes. he's uh, promised us, so uh, that's good news for us all. Um, But yeah, what a week. That was the week that was. That was the week that Newcastle got knocked out of the FA Cup, and uh, I lost my temper on the show on more than one occasion because of that. And uh, Newcastle United qualified for the first... League Cup semi-final since 1976, and the first league and the first semi-final since 2005. So, um yeah, uh, all in all, an interesting week. I'm sure you in the chat have got a lot to say and a lot to contribute. As always, the show is full of all your usual uh, stuff, plenty to laugh at. I've got to say hello to the lads who came to see us uh, before the uh, Leicester game. They were disappointed that the photo wasn't on the show last time uh, they came to see us, and the Ben especially. And I did say that I was going to tweet it out, which I did. But here we go, lads. I promised you, yeah, yeah, two minutes of fame. There you go. It was good to see you, lads. Thanks for coming down and supporting it. And we got the result we wanted. Uh, My bumping is uh, at Southampton or at Wembley. Who, who knows? But uh, thanks very much for uh, your support, and I'm glad you enjoyed the show and the podcast. And I did promise everyone who tuned in last night that would be announcing another event. Um, Warren Barton is in town, albeit very briefly um In the end of January So what we've concocted uh, On behalf of the Food Bank Is a meet and greet with Warren it, There'll be a little Q&A But it's not an evening with It's not a full night uh, We're going to do s- half past seven Till about nine o'clock um, At the Irish Centre uh, Tickets are a tenor. And Warren has agreed to forfeit his fee. And we're just... I'm not going to charge anything either. We're just going to do this for the food bank. Uh, It's an hour and a half. It's meet and greet. If you've got something to sign, if you've got got anything you need to sign or whatever, uh, then bring it along. And then uh, what we're going to do is we're going to... Obviously clear whatever money we've got from that event and we're going to stick it in the bucket on a match day, which means it doubles uh, of course um you know the the amount that we'll raise that night. So all proceeds go into the food bank from this one. Big thanks to Warren Barton for agreeing to do it. That's uh, Friday, the 27th of January, 7.30 to 9. You cannot buy tickets on the door. It'll be booked in advance only. So go to NUFCMatters.com tonight. Um, and book your tickets It's only a tenner And as I say That proceeds All going to the food bank We've also got this event Which we announced as well An evening with Nobby Solano 25th of March Tickets are 15 quid Get yourself along To that one as well And uh, Nobby's back in tune As you will have seen NUFCMatters.com Is the place to go And buy your tickets For that one Okay That's all the formalities Out the way uh, Announcements Well of course Newcastle's uh, games Have now been announced uh, Just before we came On air and uh, Now being confirmed that the, uh, the semi-final um, against Southampton first leg will take place at St. Mary's Tuesday, the 24th of January, 8pm 8, 8 kickoff. And the return game at St. James's Park will be Tuesday, the 31st of January, 8 o'clock kickoff. Uh, Keith, it's a semi-final, man. God, a year ago. We could have only dreamt of this, couldn't we? Um, it's fantastic. A semi-final and, um, you know, we're all really excited about it. It's the away leg first, which is what Supermac has been going on about. You need to get that away leg first. It, you know, it's in our hands really now.
1: It's unthinkable. Um, and I'll just say, before I start tonight, I just want to say it's a privilege and a pleasure to share the screen with George Mitchell. Um, him and Neil have all me... Thoughts, empathy and sympathy for, for what they've gone through. And I've not had the chance to say that to George himself, because I obviously not, can't speak okay. to him outside the show. But uh, to be on the show with you, George, is a great privilege, a great pleasure. Yeah, I have massive dude. respect. And for me, you're iconic. And uh, I look up to you and I remember the day that we went to Tottenham get off the tape over. You had us in tears just for what you said for us. So um, I've got to say I'm looking forward to tonight. Um, it's been a great week. It's had its downs when I see people like you and Neil upset. It upsets me, and then you see what's happened with you and that's upsetting. You know, and 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 but we've got, life's life's a journey. It's um, you don't create it. You know what I mean. Your castle's capable of getting to a final and getting beat off nuts for us. So you've just not got to take things for granted. You've got to take everything in your stride, and you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. And um, you know, to, to, if someone said to me. On Tuesday night is is Spurs uh, sorry um, you know Southampton's going to beat Man City. I think they were drunk, and I think going into this, going into Tuesday, I, I, I thought we'd batter, um Leicester. I, th- I thought it was going to be three 0 but obviously, obviously, would take two 0 and it, it it sort of fifty nine minutes and still 0-0. You 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 exit. But I said to all the people Rounders, us, I said, "It was just too much for them." And yes, Fardy has his chances, but it's about the game and the result at the end. To to be a Newcastle fan now, I just don't think it could feel any better. You know, third in the league, for however long that lasts, I think it should, you know, I think we can still do it. And to get to the semi final of a cup where you've got the beating of the other three on the day anywhere, Um, you've got the squad, you've got to think this squad. We put our first 11 out, and then you've got Isaac and Sid Maxim to add to that. It's just incredible, you know what I mean? And like, like yeah, we need to strengthen, but, but this squad we've got is it's mind-tending. It's, it's like, what better blow could score that goal than Dan Bird, You know, like when he came through, he went, to, he reminded us of Glenn Roder. when he just, like, just he's so tall and he just like drifted past them players. And like, that was like a kicking goal in, in, you know, on my 21st birthday when we sucked the ball in the net. Uh, he was kicking towards us. And I, when I went in, it was just, what a feeling. And he ran over to us, and, and then you're just thinking, oh, my God. And it, it, was, it was a phenomenal feeling. And then Julian didn't get the second, and then Southampton going through. Like, it's pants wet and stuff. This. It's like sitting weighing yourself, thinking, where's this dream going to stop? And being a Castle fan that's been to Wembley on all those occasions and seeing us only scored twice and get batted, it can stop. It could stop Southampton away. We could get victory bit and out. But this team, you know, I think we're capable of going to Southampton, beating them at their ground and then coming home and beating them again at ours and then go to the final and play whoever's there and standing and toe-to-toe with anybody. And I think that's the difference. This is a team that's got a great defence, it's got a great attitude. And I think this is our year. You know, I think we'll get Champions League and I think we'll get uh, get some silverware. That's what I think. And and people say, No, oh, climb yourself down. Well, no, why should I? I haven't been you know, have been swinging from the rooftops for, for 60 years. So why 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 shouldn't I shout and get excited and you know giggle and, and scream and sing, tell me my this this is for all the years of shit we've taken and all the terrible teams, this is watching Aussie, our Aussie Arteel's teams and watching Gordon Lee and people like that, Richard Guinness. This is, this is, we deserve Eddie Howe and he deserves us and, and this is, this is a united club going down to London, going on to Southampton, challenging them, bringing them home, challenging them again and then hopefully, hopefully getting through to Wembley. That's, that's the hope and there's nothing matter with having hopes. Never be ashamed or never be frightened to express your dreams. You know, like, that, that's, that's, Sometimes the best part of going on holiday is the three-month build-up to going on holiday, and you go away and over within the crack. When you make any plans to go to Wembley, or when you make the plans to get the Champions League, shout them, be proud of them. But this this side, it's just brilliant, you know. Like like like, there's players. It, 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 if ever is the year, the sum of the parts is greater than the numbers. It's this team because when they're together, they're bloody brilliant, and. Uh, I just—I was excited just to come on tonight to talk to the people who watch. I just think you must all be sitting gagging at how good this can be. So God bless you all, and God bless Newcastle and everybody that stands in black and white.
0: Brilliant stuff, uh, uh, you know, and and, and well said. Um, just look, a lot of people putting stuff about Julian. It's predictable. Uh, I know other podcasts have gone in on it. Um, I'm gonna—I'm gonna relay the message that I, I mentioned on the Super Mac uh, Show and Gibbo Show last night. Um, Really, it's not our place to comment on this. There's, um, you know, uh, something gone on. Obviously, Joe Linton has been arrested. He's going to go to court. And on this platform, I don't particularly want to discuss that. And, and the reason being that Newcastle United um, will deal with it in-house. Eddie Howe has mentioned that already today. And, um, you know, from his perspective, he's got a decision to make with regards to the team at the weekend. Um there's a lot can be said reading in between the lines with Eddie Howe. I've tried it because I do the press conference show every week. Um, he's got a decision to make. He has to pick the the best team, um, and he needs to speak to Joe Linton again. Um, he's spoken to the club. He knows what everybody thinks. He has to make the decision. He's the manager, and he will decide. Um, what I, what I will say is from the press conference today, and it's in it's public knowledge, so I don't mind sharing this. Is that Joe is obviously very remorseful about what he's done. Eddie Howe said he hasn't spoken to the players about it. He hasn't made a big statement to the players. He says he'll leave it to him. It's a personal decision as to whether he does that. What I'll also say is that social media, as we all know, can be a wonderful tool, but it's also a cesspit. And there's that many people out there who think that Judge John Deed or um, whatever, um, and they're making this statement and that statement. Some of them are Newcastle fans. Some of them are Macklems in disguise. Let's, you know, let's not pay any attention to our neighbours down the road who thought it was perfectly acceptable to place a person who ended up being charged with a sexual offence. Um, they thought it was perfectly okay to play him every week. Yeah. Um, so from my perspective, this guy, Joe Linton, um, has done more good than bad in Newcastle as a player and off the pitch. And that doesn't get erased by this mistake I won't condone whatever, whatever you know he's found guilty of. It, if indeed he is found guilty, but all I want to say is let's leave it. Let's leave it tonight. We don't need it. We're not going to talk about it, and we're going to move on. It's my platform. It's my decision, and um, from my perspective, you know Joe Linton will learn from this. And whatever happens, as see, could be found not guilty. But you know, let's just see what happens. Leave it to the courts. Leave it for the courts to decide and let everybody else talk about it. We're going to talk about football, talk about other matters, and leave Eddie Howe and Newcastle United to deal with the player. Well said. End of story. Uh, Mitch, from your perspective... Um, it's been, you know, uh, you know, a, a tough week, I guess, because you're back over there, and the loss of Marjorie, your mother, mm. has been has been awful, and you know, you're away from your dad, and 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 I know because it's, you know, that whole situation that I went through last year is still very fresh in my mind. But from from your perspective, you know, I guess the football is a bit of solace. It's a bit of, you know, it's giving you that bit of happiness this week.
2: Only, well, you know, after that, um, starting a brand new job this week and dealing with and all, all the kids. Dealing with all the implications that has here on visas and people freezing your bloody bank accounts and things like that, so it's, it's all fun and games. Um, you know, it, it 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 just life happens like that sometimes. And you're right, the footballs become a fantastic solace. Um, and and that result through the week was just it could have been so much more. We're talking about this the other night, and Jordy here, You know, we could have been 3-0 up after 20 minutes quite easily. And on another another night, I'm quite sure we would be. Um, But what I liked about it particularly was they just never gave up. They never gave in. The heads never dropped. We pressed on. We kept going. And unlike other situations where we think, oh, my God, that might uh, might come about on the backside, the feeling was it was just going to come organically. Uh, couldn't be happy for dan boone really couldn't be he deserves every bit of the praise he gets interesting for it to come in a week after where he was criticized for not getting forward enough and not supporting the forward play enough and then he does that into the box and tucks it away with his right foot beautifully into the corner um so i think we're all grown together we're all on this journey together um and i think we've got added distractions which you've just covered really beautifully um there's lots of other what aboutisms we could chuck around like our friends down the road quite applauded a player who killed somebody when he had 93 milligrams out of alcohol in his bloodstream so you know there's no high horse there there's no high moral ground it is what it is um but i think also the club has responded beautifully and appropriately and will continue to do so that's the right thing to do um, I saw a question earlier about how do the owners the Saudi owners feel about it um, no no owners want negative publicity around the club simple as that so you know and I think you're quite right Steve let's let it be played out properly and not go too much into it let's stick to the football and the football is a wonderful breath of fresh air where we've righted the, the wrongs of being knocked out of the FA Cup got to a semi-final, got a draw that has worked out hopefully quite well in my favour, are we on the first leg as well, and that often does give a slight advantage because you then really do know what you've got to do going into the second leg, and you're at home in that leg. Um, it might have messed with my travel plans for the end of the <laughs> month, but I don't do, don't give a monkeys about that. Um <laughs> Work have already been prepped for that. <laughs> um, but um, I think we're, we're looking at it all. Um, you can't take anything but positivity away from the football side of things. And I think there's within everything that's going on, there's opportunity there. There might be an opportunity there for young Elliot Anderson. There might be an opportunity there for Alan St. to put back up these big words on social media with a performance. You know, there, there, there's, there, there's, there's lots of other ways... Sometimes these things turn into happy accidents for the for the team. Um, I would imagine the way the dressing room is, is the, the key word that, for me, that Eddie Howe used to do is support. And and I won't have people saying that Julian's made a mistake. No, he's made a choice. He's made a very bad choice. Um, but it's now up to the club to deal with that appropriate, and I'm damn sure they will. Um, let's focus on the football. You can't take anything away from the lads for the effort that they put in. Um, It's a long time since we've had a game where all six of us sat on Geordie's here, Geordie's there through the week. And each of us could have had a different man in the match. And I think that tells you everything about what this team's doing at the moment. The work rate, the togetherness, the effort. Um, you, you look at uh, Bruno celebrating after the second goal. You know, absolutely getting everybody pumped up. This is somebody who's, who knows he's part of something special. Um, and we've got a massive opportunity going at the weekend to solidify things in the league too. Uh, the, the way the results have gone midweek have kind of worked in my favour a little bit. Um, And we need to be carrying that togetherness and that um, positivity as forward as we can. And I'm quite sure from a football point of view, um, absolutely no doubt that will continue.
0: Yeah, I agree, mate uh, Lots well, of positive see, uh, comments in the chat And Mike Jen our thoughts go with you You just lost his father this week um, You know, big, big, big shock for him as well this week So Mike, we're thinking of you, mate um, You know, and you've got a nice community here As you know, and the thoughts and, and, and wishes of UFC Matters uh, to you and your family, mate uh, George, um, yes. what, a, what a result, mate, on, on Tuesday And you know what, I, I went into that game I, I've covered it on the show this week I went in quite nervous uh, for the first time this season, I mean, I,
2: you were very I, grumpy, Steve.
0: I was very grumpy, I was still grumpy at the match. Uh, you can ask my brother, he, um, he was really sick of us by half time when I said, See, see, but nil nil, it's not going to happen, but it did. And you know, it all turned all right in the end. And um, yeah, positivity, George.
3: Absolutely. And uh, it, it, uh, I mean, I, I'm delighted, incidentally, Steve, that you invited us on the meet. You know, you know, on the Migos, I think this is the platform that that matters, and 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 ah. admire it greatly. So I'm delighted to be involved. Um, gives another opportunity to say thank you to everybody for that for the warm, kind messages over the last week or so, uh, which I, which I've enjoyed and needed. I've got to tell you. Um, the other thing I was uh, interested in is when he invited us to come on tonight, I thought it was because, you remember, that I I was 30 years a magistrate and five years chairman of the bench. (laughs) Well, congratulations. (laughs) Congratulations for that. I'm
0: sure there's a lot of (laughs) former convicts all tuned in to watch you. We'll get you on the true crime.
2: Steve, Steve, man, they come and say hello to women (laughs) in the supermarket and all sorts (laughs) of hilarious,
3: man. I used to walk round... There used to be a fine fair, which is now B&M, round from where we live, and I used to walk round with Marjorie. And... uh, doing what weekend shopping, and every now and again there'd be somebody passing and say, hello there, hello there, hello there. And when i get to home, she'd say, who was that? Who was that? And I said, look, the, the, operative, the operative word is customer. <laughs> 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 if, if I say customer, you know where I've seen them. And, I locked them up. <laughs> well, some of them had. I mean, there was a family up here that had locked up everybody from the grandfather to the granddaughter. And even they used to speak to us, you know, they used to say hello, you know. It, anyway, <laughs> that's the man. I used trip. to get
2: it Keith yeah. man, I used to get it on away trips. People would come up to us and go, it, we're now we're all right but we we'll get in front of your daddy now, because he's fair. He's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because he's right. I
1: think, I think it's because <laughs> my I think if I broke sort wrong, I can imagine George saying,
3: You're a tosser, you're guilty, you're gone <laughs> to jail, but I'm sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, so I I did in the back of my mind think that, uh, oh, Steve's asked me on because of my magistrate experience to talk about Joel Linton's uh, problem. And I'm glad you didn't because I would have said exactly what you said yourself. He hasn't been tried yet. He hasn't been found guilty yet. When he is, that's the time to talk about it. However, I'll go on to say, Joel Linton's biggest problem isn't the magistrate's. It's his own dressing room. Can you imagine... What Lascelles, Trippier, Dan Byrne, Bruno, Little Matt Ritchie, what all of them are going to be saying on the training ground about what if he's if he's done all that people are saying he's done, they'll tell him every five minutes what a plunker he's been, and that'll cure Joe Linton's problem. It'll not be what the magistrates do, or what you do, or the club do. Um it, it, his mates have put that right because that dressing rooms together, and they'll not want uh, a, a problem in the dressing room. Uh, so, so that's the Joel, Joe Linton bit. So he he has got to face what's coming. And, and uh, uh, if there's an old saying, if if you do the do the uh, the crime, you, you you get the time. And uh, um, so so that that's it. The, the euphoria after uh, the other night, Tuesday night was was. Palpable. It was it was fantastic, and, and me included. I mean, I, I. uh George, sorry, have you
0: seen that post <laughs> from Jordy <Tinker? laughs> I
4: can't can't read it.
0: He says, "If I see you and say hello, George, it's from watching on YouTube. I'm not, or ever will be, a customer."
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if if people see us with this in me hand, this magnifier in me hand. It's because I can read it at the minute because I've got no eyes. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Uh, um it's uh yeah, it's interesting. I mean it and Neil talks about going away, and I think I've I've re- re- recalled you away trips that we've gone on, and somebody in the in the group's done something re- ridiculous. And uh I, more than once I had visions of being up before well, particularly in Liverpool in, in Everton, uh being up before the Liverpool bench on a Monday morning saying uh, this this Brooks, the chairman of North Tyneside side, and we found him at the football match, you know. <laughs> no, um you know go back to the euphoria. You know how upset I was, Steve, like you, about yeah. the Saturday event. And and my worry was um winning becomes a habit, but so does losing. And and if you lose badly, you've got to shake that off, shake that off quickly. Well, they did, and and I've had me say about what I think should have happened. Um, but they did shake it off, and shake it off uh, uh, with style. Uh, but like you, sitting here, sort of half-watching because of my eyes and, and mostly listening, um, I too, by the time we got to the, into the second half, thought, well, is it going to happen? Because the, the goalkeeper's starting to play out of his skin as well, you know. And uh, But lo and behold, it happened, and it couldn't happen to, to a nicer lad than Dan Byrne. That, that's great. Um I mean, I I saw somebody asking on was it on Twitter or something uh, on the odd bits I could read the other, the other night. Somebody saying, "Are this back five the best we've ever had?" Um, and after seventy odd years of support, Newcastle United, yes, <laughs> simple. Well, with with Buttman in the middle, playing like a Rolls Royce. Where we have got that guy from? Um, whoever whoever bought him needs needs a, needs a, uh, a reward Because that young man's going to be our pinna- pinnacle Our central defender for the next 10, 12 years If we can keep him And why shouldn't we keep him? And that would be fun What a, what a pinnacle to build around uh, The goalkeeper who we've got for really next to nothing Is turning out to be a world beater I mean, uh, this weird Villa fan That keeps telling the world about how we spent all this money. We spent less on our back five than they did on one defender. I mean, how dare they, you know? So yes, the euphoria, fantastic. I mean, I, it, it does bring for me back lots of memories from, from, uh, from almost from childhood because you know, I wasn't very old uh, in, in the early 50s when, when they when the start winning cups and that sort of thing. And, uh, and it does, it is, uh, you know, it takes me... all. all it, it's been a long time coming. And now that it's here, um, we've gone through all sorts of uh, um, revolutions and, and disillusions and all the rest of it. But the 14 years of Ashley, I, I, the, 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 we still get 50,000 coming into that crowd. Uh, it bears testament to the real support and uh, genuine support of Newcastle fans. A lot of clubs you know, would have had empty stadiums by now. Uh, but they've they've done what people ask, like like people on this platform ask: support the team, not the regime. And now they're getting their rewards, and I think that's absolutely great for everybody. Um, looking forward to what's what's ahead, uh, and uh, uh, a possible Wembley appearance would be absolutely fantastic. Um, however, I'm I'm a greedy little duck. I want to see a place in Europe as well. Um, so, but but that, we 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 sit. With the knowledge, I hope, that we've got a team capable of that. How many years is it since we've been able to say that? I mean, all, all, all we've been fed for the last 14 years is a team capable of staying in the Premiership and and, and liking a lump in. And at least we had one manager, one one of my favourite managers, Rafa Benitez, was always honest about it. Not, um, My job's to keep winning the Premiership. And he didn't hide it Now now the supporters um, uh, Accepted that What they won't accept was what some of the idiots Before uh, Said, yes we're serious about the cups, And then we put a weak team out And get kicked out And that's what upset me about about Eddie Howe as well He fell fell into that category for me uh, for me. For Sheffield Wednesday Yes we're serious about the Cup Yes we're serious about the trophy And then he feel that that team it could have been so much. He he didn't have to do that to protect these star players. I mean, even you could the line, see it was
0: even the line about um in the press conference about not wanting to affect you know the, the you know the run and um and yes all that. I yes mean, absolutely, that, absolutely. I, I, that was what that was what annoyed me I guess more and, and he mean... and he
3: and he gave Samuel Wednesday the chance to do exactly that and they did and and good luck to them um but you could see when Bruno came on they couldn't handle him. He was only on a short while and was scored. If he'd been on a bit longer, who knows what would have happened. So, yeah, let, let's, we've got over that, and thank goodness that, that, that they've given with that option. But the euphoria is uh, enjoy it, everybody, because I certainly know. I, I I saw my first game in 1945. 1945. And the, the biggest memory the family have is, is that I was told by my two uncles, who were a pair of scallywags, um that you, you have to cheer the goals, mind. Uh, well, got, we got we beat Barnsley 4-2 uh, in the first leg of the third round of the FA Cup. And, uh, and I cheered all the goals, including Barnsley's. <laughs> they couldn't sit us down, apparently. Um, but imagine what I've seen over that period of time. And, and for a short period in, in the 50s and, and early 60s, I, I actually was involved in the club a little bit. Um, so for me It's 7th it, it's heaven Can't describe it In any other way and, and to be able to sit here And talk to, to you lads Who, who I admire so much and, and to the fans out there that uh, um, About it is, is is great Wonderful So yes Wonderful Steve I'm, I'm delighted to be able To talk about it
0: Jordy Toombalife says You might not be able To see very well George But my God You speak some sense And you make Ben Jacobs' Answers seem like a millisecond <laughs> <laughs> I think he says you, you should try doing a show with him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> only joking, George. You know I
3: enjoy. I know it. that. I know that.
0: And Marjorie said I was the best. She did. Yes, she did.
4: Michael.
0: Michael West says, "If I ever see you out in a boot, George, I'll just say afternoon, afternoon, my lord." <laughs> <laughs> As always, uh, we have uh, plenty of content um, and plenty of uh, sections to get through on this show. And uh, I'm going to start off, as I always do now, uh, with Tweet of the Week. A variety this week. Uh, Margaret says I uh, had to leave St James's Park after only ten minutes. A young man sat next to my elderly father was constantly whipping him in the face with a scarf and lots of bad language and shouting. I won't be back.
4: Oh. <laughs> 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 we'll have a look oh. at
0: who it is. It's Big Frank Chima. <laughs> He caught a lot of people out with that one. That was hilarious.
4: <laughs> that
2: was, he, crabbing, he,
0: that he, was a... honestly. He, I mean, if he's not making accounts with other clubs and winding people up, he's, he's making <laughs> false, false. Uh, it's brilliant, it really is. And he got a load of people with that. Uh, Miggy using his right, Eddie Howe really is the goat. Uh, said so Duke, <laughs> which, um, yeah, I, I got that as well. Uh, never trust VA Horrid Anfield, a new flag up there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we can all agree with that one, by the way. Uh, Thanks to Zara for a lot of these tweets. Bobby Norris says, "Where's the UK are waking up and Newcastle is still glowing from a performance, spare a thought for us Aussies up early. And uh, hours of the morning And haven't been able to get any work done At all a day Which, uh, yeah, you know We forget these people, Geordies around the world uh, Do have to get up at bizarre times To watch these games But uh, I bet you it's all the sweeter When you get a result uh, Like you did the other night Bruce Vos On Saturday night I had a lot of messages From my Sunderland friends I hadn't heard from them in a while Last night I didn't get one message That was on Tuesday (laughs) And this one uh, with PIF's reported interest in the WWE, all I can say is that I'm looking forward to the crossover and hearing NUFC's Big Dan Byrne calling the big show a little dafty.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was, again, one from Zara. In case you wondered, chocolate fingers floating in the bath. <laughs> not that I've ever tried that, got to be honest. I not but, haven't uh, put, you know... <laughs> It's worth knowing in the future. Uh, Billy Hamilton said, A football-mad Geordie brickmaker left his mark in the wet clay of this brick before it was fired and then built into the wall of a seat Delaval flat in 1905. Newcastle beat Everton 1-0 on the 16th of January, 1904. Posted in my local history group by G. Luther. Now you can just see it in the middle there. Newcastle won. Brilliant. That is good, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it was nice that it was Everton as well. Um, yeah, I am all Albright. Uh, David Beckham's second son arrived at training for Brentford. He asked the coach, "What number shirt am I?" The coach said, "Wherefore art thou, Romeo?" <laughs>
2: oh, Robert. That's
1: a winner.
0: That. <laughs> Harry Maguire ran under the pitch there in the exact way I did when I'm crossing the road for a bottle of pop and a bag of ice, and I realise I need to break into a run for an oncoming car. <laughs> Uh, if it, you had to see him do it, but it was a very good description. I did see that. Uh, Daryl Brown uh, to Peter Crouch. Do you think you could beat Dan Byrne in a dance-off? We'll be asking Keith to do that later. <laughs> in between the candlesticks, obviously for good feng shui. Uh, Jordan Cronin Steve Bruce says He put uh, forward Eddie Howe as a candidate To replace him as head coach I told them the owners I thought he was a very good Young manager And I'm pleased to say That he got the job And I'm delighted They're doing so well I, I really I, We can discuss that afterwards But I, uh, that is hilarious yeah. By the way uh, Billy Eilish says Watching porn from the age of 11 Destroyed my brain uh, A message from a depressed Everton fan uh, Been watching Everton Getting screwed Since I was five My head's chocker <laughs> Huh. This was a little thread as well Bob Helpful The Macums are probably worried We might take the Trafalgar Square trophy off them uh, Zara put Knee pissing in the fountain mind Bob <laughs> Helpful said Fat birds pissing in a fountain Champions You'll never sing that <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes, sometimes when you cry Nobody sees your tears Sometimes when you're hurt Nobody sees your pain Sometimes when you're sad Nobody sees your sorrow But fought just one time
4: <laughs> Cheers oh, Jimmy Always lower the really tone hard.
0: Jimmy uh, Claire Cheesman When your dad told you That you wouldn't amount to anything And you prove him wrong uh, This last won Best anal sex award uh, Jill Towers Our favourite there Said I bet that award Made a whole week
3: Oh
0: Oh dear <laughs> <laughs> Jill literally Looks for things I'm sure um, This is a great picture and, and, and even George Wasn't around for And this was taken St. James's Park, 1901, Newcastle 1, Liverpool 0, showing the Victorian Grandstand, which was forgotten about until recently. Attendance, 18,000. Great photo, that. I know you won't be able to see it, George, but that's fantastic, isn't it, lads?
1: Man,
4: looks looks brilliant!
0: Looks brilliant! It's it, it's it's amazing that. But yeah, I, I thought I'd share that one with you. I love I love getting things like that. Uh Bugger looks, who's a follower on Twitter? He got the terrace we himself for Tuesday. It was a Tuesday night's game. But uh, thanks for sending that in, mate. Good to uh, good to feature. I see you got your Sheeran testimonial shirt on there. Uh, absolutely good. at after Newcastle went out of the FA Cup, said Mark. But on a positive note, I managed to win the online spot the ball competition. Why well, you had to guess where? <laughs> oh,
4: <God. laughs>
0: Clearly wasn't the Virgin Rocket taking it up there. Um, oh, the Gold Celebration and the Dance All in One Go. Get in, Big Dan Byrne. Oh, cool, That's yeah. brilliant. Thanks, Michael. There's a few people there sending us that this week. Uh, this one. Uh, My wife won't talk to me, not sure why. She just asked me what the female equivalent of the man cave is. And I told her it's called the kitchen, said Rocky Toon.
3: <laughs> wow, went down like a lead balloon. That one,
0: yeah. Uh, I bet it Steve did.
3: a bet did with his wife as well.
0: Stephen Kennedy on Facebook says, How Steve Wraith gave up his day job to become an actor and anchor man and cult leader that he is today. We thank the Lord. Uh, you can just see the sign writer putting uh, psycho the rapist on the door when the doctor's behind him <laughs> <and> saying, Psycho <laughs> therapists, one word, it's one word. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And this one from Chris Warburton He says to my 11 year old Do you hear kids in your school Talking about someone called Andrew Tate No Okay let me know if you do The only person to talk about a lot Is Jeffrey Dahmer (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Chris Black Thanks for this He says if Chris Wood shot two pack He'd be 58 today that's God. That. God. that was going around a lot as well. And yeah. this one uh, from Kenny Ranson sent us this as well later on. Let's all a laugh story. at the story. They had one job to do. The badge is bloody upside down on the shirt. Just mad it. Absolutely. Unbelievable bad. that. There's a
2: whole string of them from Villa, from Wolves, from the England Cricket Way, uh, from I think a couple of teams that, that do kit for in Italy as well. Crazy. Which just appalling. George,
1: if you're ever bored at home you know When your eyes are bad Maybe he's getting sent a custodian Sort of all the stitching out You can do the sewing, eh? Get a 50-50 chance whether you'll get the bags right way around like.
0: And uh, uh, Harry and Meghan in the press as always And then they bought Archie a villa top um, <laughs> They hope Not very happy at that one this Has been great. Lots of people sent us this this week. Thanks, uh, Stacey. Love this. This is brilliant. Uh, Joe Linton looking over the uh, uh an Arsenal player. Um, looked very similar, of course, to Muhammad Ali, uh, the greatest Just of all time. Knocking brilliant. down, uh, Sunny Sacker.
3: That's Saka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: 50 Shades of Greg's there from Ian Edgar. No. <laughs>
4: ah, yeah,
0: <your> eyes on <laughs> that bad, George. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well. It, it, the size of it, <laughs> it, it,
3: it would be difficult to miss it would be difficult to miss wouldn't it hey, <laughs> no, some,
0: somebody's no. sister
1: that you know George and, no. probably, and, and yeah.
0: sister. Uh, Jimmy Mua thanks for this Siri kept calling me Shirley this morning and I was getting really annoyed but I realised I'd left my phone in airplane mode oh, oh.
1: god oh. You know,
0: Brilliant Jimmy I did like that one as well And this one uh, The cue for Harry's book signing Waiting patiently From Rusty Furman XS, XSES <laughs> And this one uh, Whenever I'm in trouble I think What would Jesus do Then I pretend to be dead And disappear for three days <laughs> oh. Ouch. Ouch. Last couple Pretty sure it was Bruce Who broke the deal With PIF as well oh. And it's a little known fact That he was integral In the signing of Shira. Oh. That's exactly how I felt when I heard that.
2: Steve one. Bruce's revisionist history.
1: It is,
0: yeah,
5: definitely. So, so the um, club, the,
1: the club, go yeah. and ask Steve Bruce is getting sacked. Who should we recruit next?
0: Uh, well, I'll give you an exclusive. I mean, when I went to see Mia Dad the day after the takeover, as you all know, I just hid away after the takeover, and I went to see Mia Dad at the hotel afterwards. And Mia Dad, uh, on that day, said to me, "We're considering Steve Bruce's manager," and it's it's. You know, that, that from my perspective, uh, we're considering Eddie Howe as manager. And that was the day yeah. after the takeover. Um, no, that's, so- that's not true. No, no.
1: Steve Brooks told them to get him.
0: So from my point of view, um, I will always think that he was their number one choice. Um, yes. I don't know that, but me and dad mentioned him to me that day. Um, the day after the takeover, less than 12 hours since ink was, the pen was put to paper. So I think that kibosh is Bruce's story, 100%. Uh, Twitter that. of the week is Jimmy Bridgewood's poem again. He sent another one over to us. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, a changing. They're all lining up to take a pop as their jitters turn to fear. There is panic brewing in the cup. it is fair to say. That's clear. The Villa fans are now venting too, though I fail to see quite why. They chip in with their bitter views as their season slowly dies. But worst of all, by quite some way, the Gunners curse and cuss They seem to moan each time we play, say that we park the bus. Not so the case, we're just well drilled now that Eddie heads our clan. They've got the way and have the will, have fab, bots, trips and dan. And warm Miggy leads a merry dance as Gomarez plays those tunes. The top four bubble has been lanced by the team we call the tune. So just suck that up now, buttercups, there's a changing of the guard. You've had your turns, your time is up, we're marking all your cards. This is now our time, so Klopp and Co, I hope that you'll understand that the success that you got uh, now is now bound for Geordie Land. Jimmy, brilliant, brilliant mate. Absolutely. Twitter of the week, yeah. great brilliant. stuff. Brilliant. And, uh, another poem. Keep them coming, Jimmy. I'll keep reading them out, mate. And You should knock a book up, mate, because uh, you've got some absolutely <clears throat> class stuff there. Okay, that's Twitter of the week. Send them to me. Send them to Zara. Send them to you know, the lads, and uh, we'll keep scouring the net, and we'll have some more next week. ¶¶ Yes, plenty to get through uh, I'll try and catch up with the chat as well uh, About 50 comments behind So uh, bear with us um, Yeah, the, the Steve Bruce thing is interesting, isn't it Keith? I mean he constantly comes out with stuff And I know that he's been on a podcast And he said that he's going to retire and, and all of this But um, he does seem to have this uh, you know, Mental block as to what actually happened at Newcastle Doesn't he? I don't
1: want to see it.
0: It's strange.
1: You can you, mm. can you can go on as much as you like. And you always meet people in life who are never to blame. And they live in a blame culture. Because when anything happens, the first thing they do is get the finger out. and they, they, they shape it around the room. And you only know they're never going to point you towards them, they point you where anybody in the room. But this fella, <clears throat> I looked at the league table last night in West Brom. If they win tomorrow, get the playoffs. If they, if they win tomorrow, they climb. I think they're two points behind the playoffs and they go three points to go into the playoffs. Yes. And this is a man who joined them at fifth in the league and took them to the relegation bottom three. All, all in a season. This is all happening in a season, mind. This is not over two years or three years. This is in a season. Joins them at fifth, takes them to the relegation, they get rid of them and they go back to the playoffs. The man is an incompetent dinosaur buffoon, right? And when he first came here, you know, call us, I don't know, call us small-minded, but he, 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 I'll always remember the 5-1, I'll always remember where he had a song lined up for us. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just sorry, I don't think there's any true genuine Newcastle fan got a position anywhere in the world You've seen when players play against the last team, the score, and they just don't celebrate because they've got a bit of class. But when you uh, invert the commas of Jordy, when everyone knows he's a monk, and then you come and get the job at Sunland, you don't write a song about your castle to knock the people you were born with. And to me, he's a crank. And, and I've, I've never liked him. I, I like even less the pundits who supported him and said that he's this, that, and the other. The man is dated he's out of touch um, and, and I'll never forgive him for what he did with the Longstaffs, where he bullied two kids that were trying to go to work earn a living. Bullied them by not talking to them and I'm, I'm telling you how, one day I will talk. I went to the club during the takeover when I was doing the legal work and I said, I said, we were struggling, we were getting battered every week and I said, every player that grow, all the people saying the best man we've got in training is Sean Longstaff. But Steve Brooks used to go to work and ignore him Used to look and just turn away when he walked in because he couldn't bully him and him and young Matty. And and, and that's why I'm one of these people who love to see Sean Longstaff grow and, and better himself. And and my hopes for Sean Longstaff is he didn't do it at Newcastle, he would become a great or a good player in the premiership for somebody else. But God almighty, Steve Bruce, how he can sit there and have the goal and the ah, the, 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 the sheer brass neck to turn around and say, I nominated anyhow, the man's delusionary. He's a prefer- he's an idiot. Because when you sack somebody and they're taking for millions, there's bitterness around. If he wants to create a conversation that never happened, to say, Oh, why are you going and you get your multi-million pound payoff, who do you think we should get next to Because we don't really know who we want is is embarrassing. it's 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 another case of Trying to win a few Geordie hearts as you walk out the door, but for God's sake, crawl back, just go back and enjoy your retirement. Come play golf. Go and go and pester somebody else. But for God's sake, stop pretending that you're black and white through and through, Geordie, who cares for these fans? Because if you did, you'd have resigned when you nearly took us down.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mitch. It's it's, it's laughable at times. It really is.
2: It comes across as a total fantasist. I was having a pint earlier today with Steve Bennett, and there was a guy like that in Goodfellas. It was, I mean, his chat was just ridiculous. It was like, well, after I invented marmalade, I went on a diplomatic mission to the pole, and then my friend who was buying diamonds got kidnapped in Angola, and I got to see some pictures of guys with guns. And then at the time I was going out with yasser Arafat's daughter, so I sent him a picture of 200 guns, and then my friend got and it was just like this is just total bullshit, and that's what Steve Bruce is like. It's, it's like, like that Chuck Norris thing that used to go around it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And the worst thing is is Bruce has people in the media who will then back him up. You had Kieran Dyer on the radio this week saying, Well, obviously, the first person to play Joel Linton in midfield was Steve Bruce. Was it bollocks? We'll know how we...
0: see that comment there Mitch from Milkridge uh? that's, a, that's typical Bruce he even tried to spin a positive from being called a dinosaur he said well they did rule the world for a million years
2: yeah <laughs> I mean you, you can't knock anybody who lives in that little fantasy world when he lives in that little bubble that just says I can just say what I like as I go um it, it, it beggars belief, but also that there's so many people in the media are happy to back them up. There was almost like a wailing and gnashing national, national teeth from some individuals in the media when it was suggested that Bruce wanted to retire. And they were desperate to put stories out saying, oh, he's not going to retire. He's just going to take any job off of that. He, he, he gets it with a bit more consideration next time. Um, and... He's got a history of it. If you look at the way he's left every club he's managed, he's done it in exactly the same way, has exactly the same fallouts with a fan base, and says exactly the things to revise the history of what happened when he was there to try and put a positive spin on what he did there. And still some people in the media lap it up like it's neck there. And it, it's it's irritating because he is the classic example of somebody who spent all his time pissing on our backs and telling it was raining. you know he would tell us all sorts of stuff that we could clearly see with half an eye with me dad's eyes at the minute you could still see what was happening on that pitch and he was still trying to tell all of us that we were in the wrong and he was right and everything was improving and everything was going well He'd have done a great job as Saddam Hussein's bloody media officer. Uh, there's nothing to see here. Nothing happening here. Please, everybody, go home. Ah, a bit like I guess that's all. It, it, it's almost another airplane reference as well, isn't it? You know, everybody go home. There's nothing to see here. Well, everything's blown up in the background. You know, it, 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 it's ridiculous. And that's what he said. But I, I still don't understand why so many in the people in the media lap it up and let him get away with it and don't call him out on it. Because there's so many stats that just make it easy for him to walk into any bear trap that you want to set for him. And he will, because he's not clever enough to avoid the bear traps. But yet, people are quite happy to regurgitate his diatribe verbatim and, and give him a platform where he espouse about how wonderful he is and it's everybody else that's the problem. Um, in particular, you know, us as the fans. And it just really beggars belief. You know, he, he really is one of these sort of uh, utter and total fantasists. It's almost like he lives in a different world.
0: Uh, Mark Bayer says that uh, Steve Bruce reckons he advised Steve Jobs on setting up Apple.
2: Probably did. <laughs> You know Ed that, that Kofi and Ant. Kofi G-Bot. and Ant only got where he was because of Steve Bruce. I'm sure
0: of that. He definitely yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <biased>. George, George, <laughs> Mark Byers has had a week and a half, Any out, and he uh, DMA he, he must. He must need a thumb replacement after all the tweaking he's been doing. I kept out. The, <laughs> I kept out the crossfire. Um, George, your take on Mr. Bruce's uh, latest outbursts this week? Well, I was
3: never a fan, uh, even when he was. The world, the press world, was telling me how good he was. I was never a fan. And the day he took over at our friends down the road, he died for me. His yep. statement the day he took over, saying, "Best mm-hmm. facilities, best fan base. I've never wanted to be anywhere else. And this is this is the club that's going to go places. And I'm delighted to be here. And I wouldn't. I've never wanted to manage any other club in the northeast. There it's were his all. words it's all I need." It's all that's all. Yeah, that's all. And that, and he died that day for me. Yes. And then when we lunch, he came to us, the other thing, the first thing I looked at was the way he he took over the team and what he what he did with the team, and proved to me he is a dinosaur in every sense of the word because his training methods were, out of the 1940s and 50s, they weren't even in the 60s or 70s. I mean, um, he took over a team where his previous manager who who won every cup management possible in, in uh, team football in, in Europe uh, and even in the world, and uh, he, he, who, who had every player's um, abilities and training regime in, in fine detail written down so that they knew exactly what they were doing, what their performance levels were and all the rest of it. And what did he do? He binned them, every single one, and then started from scratch. And what training did he do? The day he was appointed, he flew out to Hong Kong and he had them doing uh, three three kilometre runs and that sort of thing. And then his pre-season was down at uh, Teesside uh, College with, with the running tracks and he had them doing a mini Olympics, which is apt for f- footballers. That's not what you want. I mean, um, the, the little centre forward we had, come on, who who is... Who is um, uh, oh, right Gale? Dwight Gale, Dwight Gale, always troubled with uh, tendon and muscle injuries, particularly these thighs and these calves. And the last thing somebody like that needs is three, 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 three uh, kilometre runs because you, you actually tighten all the things that you're supposed to be slackening off. And, and uh, other players that, that had uh, uh, pulls and strains on a regular basis, they need managing very carefully. At it, it, that place at side. his first week was, they started with um, a mail a run for everybody and timed them all. And then the second day, they did another mail run and expected them to better their times. And by the end of the week, they'd done all, all those mail runs and getting times uh, for what end? Because half of them would, well, weeks later, Gail hardly ever played a game again. And some of the were the same. And the only one that came out of it was was Kel Watts, who who got great long legs and and, and lapped it up. Well, fine, but that wasn't training for me. That was that was, you know, just showing how little he knew about uh, the physiology of, of 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 athletes and all the rest of it. So all of that just said to me, God, we're we're in for a rough ride here. And we were. I mean, it was it was terrible. And some of the things he used to say. Um, after matches to try and get out of a situation he'd created, it was always somebody else's fault. He never accepted the blame for 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 it, um, or for anything. In fact, and, and just uh, it just was hopeless. And the number of times there was rumours, um, and some of them uh, more than rumours, where he actually fell out with players on the training ground and ended up having a ruck with them. Uh, yeah, that was that was always always somebody else's fault for. For telling tales and all the rest of it. No, the man's the man is is a dinosaur. But um, I really do wonder if he he should see a psychiatrist because um, uh, the lads have said it's delusional Uh what he says most of the time. Really is Uh really is sad, and uh, uh, the fact he's still trying to claim himself as a as a a loyal Jody of the Jody Nation and all that tribe. Um, he'll never be that He'll never be It's insulting isn't it George It's an insult It is to be like, Absolutely, yeah, absolutely.
1: I've, stuck
0: the, uh, I've stuck the link in the chat Actually i just googled it Because it's still there for you all to see It was an interview done in 2009 5th of June 2009 Where Steve Bruce basically um, says That he'd never dreamed of managing Newcastle And uh, I mean that was the time that I thought Well that's it He's not going to come to Newcastle now But yeah He's Manchester United through and through And it was actually yeah. before the before the game on Tuesday night uh, Sky was showing um on the Sky, the Sky Premier League channel were showing the, the season we didn't win the league. And Steve Bruce was on that, um, talking about you know, you know, how good Manchester United were, this, that and the other. And he was enthusing about Manchester United. And he's clearly, he's clearly a fan. And I've got nothing against him for being a fan. Just own, no. just, just own it. Own being right. a Manchester United fan. And, and again, he hasn't gone out and said, I'm a Newcastle fan. In in fact, you can go back through his interviews, and I, I watch I watched them keenly when he's when he when he signed uh, as manager. <clears throat> you know, me dad and mum were Newcastle fans. That's the closest he ever came, you know, to, to a connection. So, you know, for me, uh, it, yeah, the media has played its part in it as well. But um, yeah, look, it's much. in the past. We can park it now. I'm sure Steve Bruce will come out with some more nonsense as, as time goes on. But uh, let's you know, let's see what happens. A uh, couple of a uh, couple of comments coming in. PDK said. Uh, Steve Bruce once fought a tiger and he hit it so hard he knocked the stripes off and then called it a lion. Um Bruce's agent uh from Kirk uh, said would get Ian Huntley a job as a caretaker. Wow, that is below the Blood Belt. Kirk. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I get where you're coming from, mate, and uh you can own that one. Uh that has got nothing to do with our channel, but we're still uh we're still read it out, mate, because you, you had the time to, to comment. Ludmilla, uh, you've been active in the chat tonight. It's a new name in the chat, so welcome. That's you. I met with Mitch tonight, the boyfriend of Yasser Arafat's daughter And he was waiting for 300k of diamonds from Iceland Bizarre night
2: Yeah, that's that's Steve's wife, Luda Yeah, um, There you go The the stuff he was coming out with was just unbelievable Uh, uh, And it was like one of those sort of uh, Have I just slipped into an alternative reality moment, you know And this guy was, was proper Steve Bruce in it like I'd love, to see, I'd love to see Steve Bennett's face, like, I'd love to
1: see his face, because there's no, there's no way Steve Bennett could have looked at him and not given the impression he was full of shit, like, Steve Bennett's <laughs> too like
0: John John from QTech has nailed it here, he says, Bruce got his wish, he never managed Newcastle. No,
4: <laughs> yeah, he didn't.
0: That's Go very, on. very Go good, on, that. Go on, Johnny Johnny J. Halfway through the show, 500 watching. We'll never take you for granted. Thanks very much. If you can all during the ad break, uh, do two things. Uh, First of all, hit that little thumb under the video. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on your laptop. You can do it on your iPad. Just hit the little thumb. It does do us a big favor. And those of you who haven't subscribed, I haven't checked the subscriptions of late, but I know we're nearly... We're nearly at 49,700, where that means we're on the countdown to 50,000. Uh, so please, if you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe. It is free. All you need to do is hit that little subscribe button. That's it. It costs you nothing. You don't have to do anything, and that's it. Just hit the subscription button. Let's try and hit 50K uh, before the end of January would be nice. But we are, we are growing day to day, and it's great and um, you know thoroughly enjoying the show. So thank you for that. Anyway, going to do the ad break. Hit the little thumb. We'll be back after this. A big thank you to all of our sponsors, as always. Thanks to Skips and Bins, telephone eight hundred twenty-five 800 253 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com and their website, skipsandbins.com. Easy, contract-free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks to Garden of Healing Dispensaries, CBD, hemp and cannabinoid specialists. You can find them at the gohd.com. Thanks to Mr. Vicky's, sources which are handmade in Cumbria. And you can find them at mrvickies.co.uk If you want to make an order, give them a call on 01768 210102 or email info at mrvickies.co.uk Thanks to Blowhole Breweries, you can get a selection of beers and uh, the cans are in the uh, design of the old Newcastle United entertainers strips. Blowholebrewery.co.uk Thanks to Melly's Carpets and Beds, Laying our reputation, one recommendation at a time. The best quality around at the cheapest prices. Melly's beds and uk. Email sales at melly's beds and or give Melly a call on 01670 632 And thanks to United Group Travel Limited, UK Coach Holidays in Mormouth, 01670 362 460 or mobile 07957 654 Graham, your driver, Beverly answering your calls and looking after you on your tour. Some great deals coming up there. Get yourself onto the website to check them out. Thanks also to Media Arts who do all of our videos and help us with the technological side of things. And thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Wallsend, and Newcastle, and the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. If you want to subscribe to the channel, then hit the subscribe button below. Hit the thumb up, which is the like button, which does us a big favour with the algorithm. And click share. Share it in Newcastle United. Facebook groups or Twitter accounts or your own social media to help our community grow. And if you want to join the channel, hit the join button. And for as little as $1.99 a month, you can get some members-only videos and chances to win some fantastic prizes. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and the rest. Don't forget as well that we do events through NUFC Matters. And this one is the next event coming up, Friday the 24th of February, an evening with Newcastle United legend Steve Howey. Friday the 24th of February, Tyneside Irish Centre, and tickets are available at £50 from NewcastleLegends.com. If you also go into to Woucher and search for the event, you can pick up a bargain on there. Don't forget, we also support the Food Bank on this channel. www.nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk is where you can find the Match Day Bucket. You can make a virtual donation to the Match Day Bucket, 365 days of the year, to keep helping the Food Bank in Newcastle. Great stuff. Keep your comments coming in. I uh, just want to talk about Chelsea, Keith. We have got a Chelsea fan in the chat. I'm not sure if he's still here, Corrado, uh Soprano, Star, Dog, A uh, big Chelsea fan. Um, I was asking him how long he thinks Potter's got. Because um, to be honest, I don't think it's going to be too long. As predicted on this show by Mitch, Steve, and yourself, um, that uh, that was when he got the job on the day. His first day in, he'll not be there long. But yeah, I'm, I'm interested in this whole thing with Chelsea. That they, they, they're spending money like it's going out of fashion. They've got to they've got to hit a brick wall at some point. I'm, um. I'm I'm just I'm just scratching my head and and also I'm I'm, I'm very wary of who actually still owns Chelsea because Todd Bowley is the face of Chelsea, you know. Dare we suggest that maybe the the previous owner is still involved somewhere? It just seems to be a very very dodgy situation at Chelsea, and I think they're on I think they're on borrowed time the way that they're going on, Keith. And, and, and I know this is any Castle podcast, but this is supposedly one of our rivals who find themselves ten points behind us at the minute.
1: I think I think the first thing you've got to say is until the 1.5 billion that was going to go to Kiev, um, it was going to go to, you know, it, it, it was it was nominated to go to Ukraine at the start of the war, And I think Abramovich had to get out of Chelsea because they would seize the assets and they would stop the club trade, and then he made that gesture that that that. that he wasn't getting certain monies, but it was clear there's, there's 1.5 billion supposed to be going to the victims of the Ukraine Russian war. When you talk about victims, I mean, I'm not into politics, I'm not into anything. If, when you talk about victims, the victims can only be the team that was attacked. They're the only people that can be victims in that war. Yes, there will be victims on both sides, but if Russia went back to Russia, the war would stop. So for me, that, that money had to go to Ukraine. In, and if it had gone to Ukraine, it would have been acknowledged and accepted and publicised. So I think it's fair to assume anybody with a reasonable level of confidence that that 1.5 billion is still not made to it to Ukraine, otherwise it would have been publicly quoted and accepted. And for that reason, there will always be doubt in 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 quite normal people's minds that Abramovich still has some kind of financial link with Chelsea Football Club. But there's a story up this week, and, and I'm not going to go into too much depth, I'm just going to tell you this. I was told four weeks ago, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, that we would get Joe Felix. And I remember talking to John Allen, and John got the story of three different sources in 24 hours, and that was about three or four weeks ago. And I don't think that was a big secret. Newcastle were in for them. But if I tell you what Newcastle thought they were going to get Joe Felix for, and I tell you what Chelsea paid, it'll let you know why they're in trouble. Newcastle were given 3.5 3. million loan fee. That was the fee they were paid. Chelsea paid 9.5 million. Newcastle were going to pay 50% of Joe Felix's wages. Chelsea paid 100%. Newcastle had an option to purchase, Chelsea haven't. The deal is nonsensical. Christ, when the lad played the other night, he looked like a world-beater. He looked like, he looked like the lad that Newcastle scouted in the and the homework on. And, you know, by people who I do trust, we were dead keen to sign him. And, and I think he would have been a great addition to our club. And I think the tackle was just a forwards tackle. You know, he went high on the lad, and it was a straight red. But when you play 300% of the next bidder on a bid, and then you pay 200% of the monies in wages, you, you, it, it's it's reaping a panic. And then when you go to Fulham midweek, and you can't beat Fulham, and you're 10th in the league, you won't get out of this just with money. There's, there's something that your castle's dialed in on called culture and team spirit and camaraderie and... It's the things that George um, Mitchell spoke about earlier, about um, the strength of the dressing room. That, that counts for so much. So when you watch Newcastle play, the reason that we're so good is because we're so committed. People talk about tailormans and some say, could he, you know, crap and play, yeah, you, you'd enhance any team, but could he play the kind of intensity, could he do the kind of running and pressing that Newcastle used to? I guess the kind of pressing... That Maxi struggled with, where, where, where you start and you just run your nuts off for 90 minutes. Because it only takes one person to toss it off in a team of 10, and then you don't have that present team in unity. You've got to do it. Chelsea just seem to be going out. And, and what concerns me is that if you go on some of the Chelsea sites now, they and young Gallagher. Well, I, I think if, if Eddie Howard Gallagher, for example, which is someone you've got to look at, I think you'd make a player of him. And I think Gallagher would fit that kind of team, that kind of culture where he'd work and work and work. But the fans are turning on him. And what happens is, when you're 10th in the league and you think you have a divine right to be top four, you tend to look for someone to criticise. And what Chelsea are doing is, he's smashing good players. what's Akira is a world beater, he's a player I'd loved at Newcastle. He went into Chelsea, they didn't play for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. And they've got too many players. They've got Hudson the die on a basic salary of £150,000 a week. And that's fact. That's not bullshit. They can't get them. They've got him abroad at the minute with heavily subsidised wages, but they can't get them off the payroll. And what Chelsea doing, they, they're going in a casino and they're putting all the money on one ball. There's 36 numbers on that, that roulette. And they put it on a player. And don't get us wrong, Joe Felix is the kind of player to do that. He's he's, he's He is... He's world-class. But, but if you're going to buy world-class players, buy them at the right price. Don't, don't go in and do it. So for me, I think it's wise, Steve, that you've decided to touch in on another club because we're football fans and we don't want to see football erupt. We don't want to see money go out of the game that should stay in the game. But when you're paying three times more for a bloke to come in, look at the players I mean, look, look at Pulisic you don't to tell me after the World Cup that lad can't play he's a cracking player he do a job at Newcastle but Chelsea put him in there and, he's a, and make them fail and Chelsea don't fancy him but it, it, it's it's like a guy a bloke with a million pounds he's bought. he'll go in a nightclub he taught talk to ten women but the one he should have married he probably walk past that you've, you've got to respect what you're buying you've got to look at the players out there and for me, the problem in Chelsea is Todd Bowley. That's what I think it is. I think the problem in Chelsea is the people with the loaned money. It, it, a lot of it's not their money. Um, and, and, and I've got to go back to Steve Wraith's first comment. I think some of it's Roman Abramovich's, um, And until I hear the Ukrainians say they've had one and a half billion, then I'm going to keep on believing that. And I think the second thing is a lot of it's loaned money, which is the American money of lending
2: and spending.
0: Mitch, great uh, stuff there from Keith, as always. What's uh, your take on this?
2: Absolutely, let's add to it. And we should talk about this because one of the questions I'm hearing from our fans is, well, how come are Chelsea doing this? What, what, what's the FFP implications of this? Now, as far as I understand, the deal was done with a front load of income. To get rid of debt, and that's why they can do it. They've got far bigger income streams than we have in general, and therefore what that what they were really able to do was play with more money. The the problem is absolutely Todd Body installing himself as sporting director, and he's gone full-on championship manager. And I think he yeah. stepped down as his, his sporting director because somebody's told him, pack it in, you've just screwed one X2 transfer windows. If you look at what he spent. And the ones, that I flagged this up on Wednesday night, the two deals were the last two deals that just rang alarm bells to me was the, the, the French lad that signed for 70 million, but they put him on a seven-year contract. Now, if he turns out to be more Henry Saviot and less Bruno Guimaraes, they've got a problem. They've got a seven-year problem because he will sit on his wages in that contract and say, no, I'd like my wages, please, or you can pay us off. Um, so they've then got a 70 million pound duck egg. Potentially, if the fans turn on in a, in a particular. Um, you then look at the Yao Felix deal with no option to purchase and everything that Keith described. And that tackles just custom £1.5 million because it isn't available for the next three games. And that is wages that they're paying in full for the next three games. Um, that's mental. To take that deal on without an option to purchase and allowing Atletico to extend the contract to the player. Obviously, Atletico don't like the look of him, or rather, I think Simeone doesn't like the look of him. But they know there's a real real player there, and therefore they want to hang on to the value of the player, so they've extended his contract, because eventually Simeone will move on from Atletico Madrid, and then they'll have a player who's worth X amount of pounds, X amount of euros, or whatever you want, and the manager's gone, and the next manager might fancy him. So... It, it, it's all stacked in favour of the go Madrid and nothing in favour of Chelsea. Because if he does something like he did, and straight—it was a forward tackle. it was stupid, it was rash, it was heat of the moment, it was somebody who wanted to make a big impression on his debut. And like you know what happens with young men, sometimes they just go TT and that's exactly what he did. But he's just cost Chelsea £1.5 million, thank you very much. In one tackle. That's a nonsense deal. It, those last two deals Boli did are absolute nonsense deals and scream of desperation. Oh. And what's going to happen is they're going to take hold of Potter now and use him as the scapegoat. He's going to be the sacrificial lamb in all of this, which is wrong for a, a promising young English manager to come through and get a top job, which doesn't happen very often. Everybody cries for this to happen, and they're going to hang him out by the balls and leave him to dry. That's what they're going to do to him. And it's smacking of that from the appointment all along was you better get this right and hit the ground running because if you don't, you are going to be shot. And that looks like what's probably going to happen eventually. As far as money tied in with Abramovich, I'll tell you something. You guys know, I speak regularly with someone who has huge connections to the football league, who deals with um, football sales very regularly, football team sales very regularly. He said... If the government was serious about sorting Chelsea out, the only way to do it probably was to immediately put them into administration and deal with it that way. Doing it any other way was a fudge, a compromise, and money would be bouncing around the Cayman Islands for the next 20 years. Very true. And that's exactly what seems like it's going to happen. Do the government really know where that money is? I bet they don't. And I bet they really don't know who controls that account because they didn't know who controlled the original account. That's where that money came from. And it turned out that was Roman Abramovich as well. So it's wrapped up in sort of layers. It's, it's like unpeeling an onion, you know, you get down and there's another layer and another layer and another layer. And that's how you can obfuscate and confuse financially. Um, if they really meant business about Chelsea, they would have put them into administration because that actually. Was the correct and only way to deal with it. And I think I said that earlier on as well, because that's what I was being told by people at the Football League and one individual with close ties to the Premier League. And they couldn't believe that the government were happy to broker a deal. Um, and like Keith, I'm not convinced any of that money will end up with any victims of any police action or war at all. It's all just bullshit in the front that makes the government look clever and big and strong and it makes everything look rosy and cosy. But actually, if they really meant business, they would have just put the club in the administration and dealt with it from there. Um, ironically, then that would have probably given Todd Bowley a better value buy. Um, to negotiate at the amount they did with, it, with the ground they have that desperately needs renovation, and the land and the commitment they've now had to put in de- re- de- dealing with the ground and the land around it, um, and they're going to be watched very carefully by people like the Chelsea Supporters Trust, and people within the fan base who have real active interest in the future of Chelsea football club. Um, but let's not make any bones about it. What Abramovich did with them transformed the club and made them into something totally different. Before that, they were like us, so up and down between the top, of the height, and the second. Day second division and they were sort of there or thereabouts and had the odd good cup run but you know there weren't the juggernaut that Abramovich was able to turn them into but he was only able to do that before the rounds of FFP when he was able to Hmm. I never used the phrase I probably shouldn't use it um, he was able to pump money, <laughs> pump money into the club with gear banding and not care how much he lost And, you know, it's now a very different beast and what Bordy's bought with other people's money and he's now doing what many Americans in sport do is spend other people's money frivolously. Um, Some of these purchases are outrageous, I'm sorry. Some of them make no sense whatsoever to me. It skewed the market for everybody. And my feeling is... When you see a player being bought for seventy million, put in a seven-year contract, because suddenly he's realised, shit, I've got to think about FFP. Now. I'm at the end of me line and my free spends. Um, and then making that, um, that deal for Yoel Felix, which just is 100% in favour of that. Madrid does nothing for Chelsea other than a short-term sticking plaster. Um, these are significant moves. That's it. Oops, I think I've
4: fucked up here.
2: And, <laughs> and I genuinely don't think Bowley's stepped down. I think somebody's torn. Somebody within the club who actually knows what they're doing, has got hold of the, the, the front man at the ownership and said, it's time to stop playing championship manager now, and shut your PC and let the big boys get on with it. Um, it doesn't make it fair, though, for the rest of work. And I include us in that, and I include Liverpool, Man City, Man United, because we're now, because of their spendings, dealing in a skewed market in January. January was always going to be an interesting window post World Cup, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But n- I don't think anybody expected Chelsea to be chucking four hundred million around. Yet we're the ones that benefited from spending money and oil money, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We're not even in the top ten in Europe for spends. Get nodded if you want to look at where the problem lies, it lies in the, the blue part of London. Um, and I think it's not a case, as Colin said, doesn't seem to exist. I just think the thing, FFP's never going to touch them and there's a bit of arrogance there. And you watch, I think, it's going to bite them on the arse for the next two years very hard.
3: George, That's your it. take on it? Well, um... My worry was that we that they got somebody in a sporting director who clearly knew nothing about football. I mean, he, some of his first pronouncements about what he wanted to see the, the, the Premier League do and all the rest of it was were, were absolute uh, garbage uh, fairy tale, straight from the American playbook oh, And 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 that that's that's why he's where where he is, and, and, and that that's quite sad. Um my my concern is you Neil's saying it'll bite them. Uh, uh in the backside and, and do awful things to that club. But what about the poor fans? I mean Chelsea fans are genuine yeah, fans yeah. like we are, and that really is uh, quite worrying for them. I mean I, I I'm not a you know I'm not a alsea obviously I'm not a Chelsea fan, but I'm a, like Keith said I'm a football fan football and I want football. to see other football fans enjoying their team and enjoying uh, enjoying the sort of things that we're enjoying. It's not exclusive. In fact, it would be, it would make it even more exciting for us if there were there were more people in in the same sort of thing. And uh, um, yeah, that 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 guy talking about different competitions and all the rest of it before he even uh, got his seat warm seemed to me to be absolutely bizarre. The other thing is have touched on, and 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 uh, bothers me even greater is is that the way um, the the young players are are getting this. Young Gallagher is a talented player. He's got the sort of engine, from where I've seen when he was there and when he was at uh, Crystal Palace, that would suit us fine. But he's trying too hard. He's trying too hard. So if you look at his book, he, he gets booked every game. Nearly every game he plays, he gets booked. And he gets booked because he's trying too hard instead of concentrating and being the footballer that he is. They've got another uh, laddie on the left wing called Hill. I think is his name. He he was outstanding, but again, got into trouble because he was trying too hard. And this is what happens when the young ones are trying to establish themselves. When uh, players that uh, are worth hundreds of millions are suddenly being dropped into the club uh, over the top of them, they just go. They just go over the top. They're trying too hard. They will destroy uh, Gallagher if 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 he if the player continue to play in the way no, they're playing no. at the moment, that young lad will will disappear from football is, is my worry. And that would be terrible. Terrible for football, terrible for Chelsea, but terrible for the Chelsea fans who love him and, and, and enjoy him. You know it it it's it's really is atrocious. Um and for me if if there's a if, if there's a bit of a come down for them I hope it happens quickly because uh, um they do need the opportunity to recoup and and, and ref- Don't forget, see what the four fans, what the forefront of protests against the European need. You know they marched down Stamford Bridge, and got the board of directors off the backsides out of the boardroom and said, "Hey, we want none of this." Um, they're real fans, so I so they, they have my sympathy about what's happening at the moment. The George, 20, sorry. Yep. Our, no, just
1: because you talk so much sense, you talk so much well, sense. Because you talk about Gallagher, and you talk about people like Pulisic, and Hudson and Hudson-Odoi never give himself 150,000 no. a week. Chelsea did that. No. That kid, kid's priced. That kid's priced out the European Absolutely. football now. And, 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 and what it is? Absolutely. That's mismanagement. That's like saying. To, that's like saying. To, I don't know. Murphy, rather than give 200 grand a week. On a three-month contract, yeah. you never. Would. Yeah. It, no one's yeah. no one's going to take them after that, and these people yeah. won't get down off their wages. But Gallagher's a cracking footballer.
4: who yeah. Unfortunately,
1: the
3: Chelsea fans is the target
1: person who they criticize.
3: Well, he, he is because he's, he's, as I say, he's like everybody. Every player, don't care what player. that try too hard; it doesn't come off. You're right. The lose right. the lose the football brain disappears for the because uh, of the energy. And you you need yeah. you need to be able to put your you hear people saying you need to be able to put your foot on the ball. That's what Gallagher needs. You need somebody, probably like Eddie Howe yeah. or or somebody yeah. similar to say to him, Hold on. Yes, we want your energy, but we oh, want it right. for 90 minutes. We don't want you kicking people to death for in the first 20 minutes and getting a yellow card. And and that's my worry about Chelsea, yeah. is it isn't just touching the uh, Todd Bowles and, and and those that are in the background uh, spending the money it touches on the players, the, particularly the young players. And as I say, I'm not a Chelsea fan, but I'm a football fan, and, and and I think what's happening there will be not very clever for Chelsea fans in the ultimate. The quick a, a George, the quicker we we'll get you in and get the money fixed. You
1: see things. <laughs> no, but I never thought about them trying too hard. But what you're saying is making so much sense. You transfer what you say, George, in words of wisdom. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, well, any human, any any bloke who's watches tonight, you've got kids. Clear back yeah. what George is saying, because you can ruin good players. You, you can you can ruin kids. We've got and some people, some people go at the game. I hear them and they determined to criticise new Newcastle player. You've got you know George has just told you we've got the best back five we've ever had. So don't look for someone who's dropping a bollock. Just think, look, when they drop a bollock, I'll support them. But you're so right. When you talk about young Gallagher, I'm not saying I want him. I'm saying he would do well at Newcastle being coached by Howe. But i tell you something. It's going to be a big player that plays for Chelsea under Todd Bowley, who doesn't hit the ball.
3: He doesn't hit the ground 100 miles an hour. That does well. There's going to be
4: more players wasted.
3: Keith, this is something that never changed in all the years I've been involved in football. I can remember being training at St James's Park with uh, coaches like Joel Richardson and Benny Craig, names people have probably forgotten now. And I can remember them saying to kids, I mean, you stick a black and white shirt on a local schoolboy. Of course, he's going to try hard. They're going to run their bloody socks off. I know I did for a while. And then somebody like the the coaches gets them them alongside them and put down round the shoe lenses, switch your brain on, man. Oh. Never, never mind, <laughs> just switch your brain on and think oh. about the football that brought you here. That's what we want to see. We don't want to see you kicking the top of the grass. We want to see the yeah, football see. that brought you here. And so many lads I've seen, even, even in my time, then suddenly found their feet and not belonged before they were not going on the first team door. George Dalton. There's a name who to get the first team. When George Dalton went to Newcastle at the same time as I did, George was inclined to um, kick everything that run. And anybody got near George Dalton, you're going to get your ankle kicked. And, so, and suddenly, uh, two old full-backs, Benny Craig and Joe Richardson, who, who had to look after the young'uns, took up to one side and said, look, we want that George Dalton was seen playing there for Northumberland County. We want that George Dalton was seen there. And then when he finally did switch his football brain on, it wasn't long before he was in the first team. And that's where I see with those young lads now. It's, it's, it's brilliant to
1: sit here. And I, like, when I'm sitting with you, I feel like a young fella, even though I'm, I'm <laughs> young. So my first game was 1969. But to hear you say that, it makes me think as a fan, I bet yeah, Botman wasn't as good a footballer till he got with Eddie Howe. I bet Eddie Howe's made yep. him an Very even better possibly. footballer. Because... Because he didn't play him straight away, and he made him work his way back yeah. in. I, I, I get on on, on on when you talk about Gallagher, I just sit there and go, shit. Me, Mitch, and Steve watched Gallagher like everybody else has. But it's you, George. You you look at him thinking, nice, trying too hard. There's not many people going to notice that, and, and and you bang on. But is, does that not come when people criticise you? When you when when yeah. our fans yeah. get on one of our yeah. players, so you hear yeah. people criticise long stuff. Does he think well, that helps Longstaff? Do you think he's gonna no. play better? He, he, well he, Longstaff, well it, Longstaff's well, it, like he's,
3: he's like the Michael Carrick, he grafts and grafts and grafts and yeah. does all the awful jobs. Well, you you get a choice if you if, if the fans get on their back, they even try harder, which is disastrous, or they do what I think he and, and Matty for a little while did: they go into their shell and the football disappears with them. Mm-hmm. There was a period of time under Bruce where um I think there were times on the field where where Sean Longstaff didn't know which was his right foot and his left foot. Did Miggy not do that? Didn't I mean, Probably, yes, probably, right. exactly. He's another good example of uh, somebody sitting down and saying, "Switch your brain on, Miggy." Uh, why did why did Rafa bring you? Spot-up. He saw all those wonderful goals in the American Football League. Why why you not why you not doing them here? And and why you're not doing this because you're trying too hard. So the manager just wants you to run and run and run and run. Well, fine, but switch your brain on and find and find your football again. And that really pass terrible. you played the other night to get uh, Joe Linton's goal <laughs> yeah. was sublime. I mean, you'll not see a better pass this season, in my opinion, anyway. George, it's great. Just, I'm sorry to go on. I, 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 George, George, you know it <laughs> is? You
1: know what is? I'll dial off with you and I'll just sit and talk to you all night. I'll tell them this is <laughs> a good. Because
3: I'll tell you something,
1: you, you, you're a, your wisdom surpasses your age. You're an
3: absolute iconic genius to me. I love hearing you, talk. Really. Well, it it. it it is the beautiful game and despite... How many clever people try to change it apart from making the players fitter? It's still the same game that I played 70 years ago. So, I don't, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's no you, were, you? I
1: mean, Stephen you
3: know, once biased
1: his he, dad, he'd probably he'd be probably your biggest critic. But just, to, i tell you what, well, when well you when know, I come on, when I, come on sat, you sat there tonight. I thought, well, I'm going to enjoy this. But you know, what you've just said there about Gallagher and then you've transferred it to our players. And then it makes us think about Almiron. Why didn't Almiron under Bruce? He must be in the top five strikers in the Premier League. Why was yeah. he not under Bruce? If he was a great player, why was he not doing X, Y, and Z under Bruce? Because he's trying to hard. Uh, and and, and trying to hard often comes from fans
3: getting on people's backs. Well, you just need to go back and think how long Rafa waited to get Almiron from America. Yeah, he waited a long true. time. We waited a long time, so Rafa must have seen something. Yeah, and 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 he was. He, he, I I reckon he would have started to, to do that under Rafa, but because he he had to be Bruce before that. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it 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 it's just uh, one of those things. And and uh, I mean, in regards Neil, I, I have to admit that um, I'm not a, I'm not a very good supporter. Um, in terms of uh, on the touchline, see when when Neil used to Neil used to no Neil used to play, and I used to go and watch him. His two grandfathers went, and, and sometimes his uncle, and the three the other three the, the uncle and the two grandfathers would be at the far side of the field, and I would be at the corner at the other side standing on my own, because I couldn't keep my gob shut. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was coaching the team more than the coach was, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and and sometimes it uh, it was embarrassing. Um, I remember what, one game Neil played in at Blythe, and the referee didn't turn up, and uh, Neil's coach uh, um, was Paddy. Was, a, uh, Paddy. was was a qualified referee, so the Blythe team asked Paddy to referee the match. And, of course, refereeing his own team was never going to be easy. But, unfortunately, I arrived at the match, and I didn't know that had happened. All i seen was a referee giving Blythe all the free kicks and Blythe all of this and all the throw-ins. And I'm on the touchline saying, what the bloody hell are you doing, man? You know, and this is, it's my son's coach. You know, and I didn't realise. And when I walked off and I walked past him, I said, I've seen some referees, but that's the biggest home homer referee that I've ever seen in my life in 70 years of football. And I walked off, and it wasn't till behind me, two of Neil's mates were coming off the pitch and said, to hear what Mitch has made, set the paddy, <laughs> and I realised, paddy, paddy, that's that's our biggest coach. <laughs> so, so it's not always wisdom, Keith. Sometimes shooting from the hip is. Guys, well. te- tell you, I just wish I could box this up, Mister
1: Rathier. I tell you what, what a what a what a clever decision you made him on tonight. I it's great it. to
0: get George on. I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoy listening to George. I mean, this is, you know, we do joke about his shows going from uh, the one hour to one hour 45 minutes, but it's because he's got so much to say, and, you know, and, and uh, it's great. And, um, you know, it's fantastic. So, well, I'm sure the viewers have enjoyed it tonight as well,
3: you know. And because the were so hard up, they were entering every competition that was going. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. 100%. Uh, 100%. Okay. Half an hour to go. Uh, sorry, we've got sorry. a couple of things to crack on with. Um, so, <clears> it's, it's time for everyone who loves the music. To sit back and enjoy it, and those people who cannot kind of stand it, uh, to uh, stick stick your fingers in your ears. <laughs> The day I met where well, I ask you to send in photographs of you meeting somebody from Newcastle United past or present and thanks to Anthony Lewins for this one the day I met uh, with uh, it says, don't mess with the baldies this is the day that they met and oh brilliant photo mate Anthony yeah. thank you for sending that in and sharing your photograph if you've got one send it to me on social media and we'll endeavour to get it on the show <laughs> Well, I've had no word from Steve Hastie. Um he was supposed to be on the show tonight so I will hang back on the lookalikes until he gets here um, You know, give, give him that opportunity just to see who uh, has sent them in but uh, we might have to do it without him tonight uh, but in the meantime uh, Newcastle United have got a game coming up on Sunday 2 o'clock kickoff, live on Sky Fulham are the visitors and uh, yeah it's live on Sky Sports team news well John Joe and uh, Matt Target both remain out there's going to be a late decision made on whether Joe Linton will feature. Uh, There is a threat of the one-match ban still hanging over Kieran Trippier and Fabian Sher in this game, but that will be lifted if they can avoid bookings against Fulham. Of course, that now extends to 10 bookings. Both of them are on four at this moment in time. As for the visitors, Anthony Robinson will serve a one-match suspension following his fifth booking of the season. Um, And apart from the long-term absentees, Cabano and Duffy, uh, the visitors have got a clean bill of health, including uh, our former number nine, Alexandra Mitrovic, uh, who will be making his fourth appearance against Newcastle since leaving. Uh, he's yet to find the net. Let's hope he does continue that great run uh, on Sunday. Of course, he was suspended against Chelsea last night, uh, but he will be chomping at the bit, I guess, to uh, to play against his former team. While we were beating Leicester and getting through to the semi-finals of the cup, they of course played Chelsea. 10-man uh, Chelsea, it has to be said discussed it earlier on the show uh, Beating them 2 goals to 1 They've climbed into a hefty 6th place now uh, And they're flying high And uh, Silva, uh, Marco Silva's team Certainly giving us a, a stern test At the weekend Pre-match this coming Sunday Super Mac will be at the Dog and Parrot at 12 And Gibbo will be with John Anderson At Pumphrey's at 12 Okay, as always, we've got Toon Stato To give us a lowdown on what we can expect At the weekend
6: What a week! Lots and losses. Newcastle making it to the League Cup semi-final only for the second time in their history and first since 1976. Actually, Dan Byrne became the first Newcastle player in the entire history of the club to score a goal in the quarter-finals of the League Cup at St. James's Park. Before the game against Leicester, Newcastle had scored only two goals in quarter-finals. One back in 1975 against Notts County, which was an on-go, and the other by Modiame away at Hull back in 2017. Having said that, Newcastle makes it to the 21st semi-final in the club's history. Out of the previous 20 semi-finals, Newcastle had made it through to the final on 15 occasions. 13 times in the FA Cup, one time in the Cup Fairs Cup in 1969 and the League Cup in 1976. Now moving to form, this Sunday We haven't beaten the Cottagers at home the last three games We drew twice and we lost the game in the championship back in 2017 While we head into the game 13 games unbeaten at St. James's Park Our last defeat there was back in April against Liverpool And we have not conceded at home in seven successive games Nick Pope on the other hand has not conceded in 632 minutes both home and away from home. So let's hope the lads can continue the amazing se- season they're having and let's make some further history.
0: Great stuff as always and uh, mayhem going on in the background. This is a, de- <laughs> de- a demolition job by Mini, Mini Andre. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's, he, if he turns out anything like his dad, he's going to be a big lad. Uh, but it's great, great to see. Um, that, you know, he's, he's managing to still do the yeah the shows. Uh, okay, uh, Keith. This is this is you know as Eddie Howe says, the next game is always the most important game. We don't look back and we don't look too far forward. Fulham's going to be a tough test
1: because they're flying high. When you said earlier, Steve, you said that uh, the trip. Yeah, who was the, the one who was on four yeah uh, sure. sure, sure. I mean, for me. Um, it's 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 a tricky one because because we've got we've got a golden chance to get to Wembley and the reason we've got a golden chance is because for example um man united played barcelona 3 days before they play they would play at, at Wembley you know if if they if, if things go out and man united got through out of them let's let's suppose man united's stronger than the of the opposition in the the half the draw. They play Barcelona, I think, on the Thursday, and I think they play, if they got to the final, they'd play in the final on the Sunday. That's a hell of a challenge, that, to, to play at that level. You're not going to play a week inside of Barcelona, then you're going to travel from Spain. And, and then you look at your castle, and because we've been knocked out of the FA Cup for all the, the, the moans and groans, and that, I'm in the same boat as George and Steve on that and I was good we got knocked out but um, we're out so when we play our two semi-finals we have a free week in between because the FA Cup because the two semi-finals yeah. so when you look at the whole thing it's all saying lads you know your team spirit you know your, you know these photographs of your dressing room that just spells unity this is you've got a great opportunity here. then just hear them facts that you've just said there, Stephen And I'm thinking, holy shit. If Target was fit, if he wasn't injured, I'd be putting him left back, and I'd be putting Bernard centre half, and I'd be resting Shah sure to avoid that. So that you know, so you got through this 10 barrier because that's a risk over. Um and trip is massive to us, so I'll i would risk Mankeo for that as well. But <laughs> Does he then get criticised like we criticise him at Leeds for, for putting the weak inside out if Fulham do was in the league? And I'll say, ah, oh, the league was more important. Should have concentrate on the league? Play the full side. Forget about. That. I mean, I, I think Trippie's got a booking in him if he pays on. Because on, I think Fulham's got good forwards and I think the liable to skin somebody. And I think Trippie's the ultimate professionally take a boot rather than concede a goal. But. I think things are changing. I think the same way as Perez came to Newcastle last week. He came back to a different Newcastle. And I think when um when uh, Mitro comes back, Mitrovic would come back to a Newcastle. It's different. And and I'm not fearful at all about him scoring. He's a good championship player. He got a lot of goals at championship. So did Dwight Gale. Didn't make him a good premiership player. So for me, I'm not worried about Mitrovic. He's just a striker. He's not in that top echelon of, of the Premier League, and, and I think we've got enough for them. My only fear is that we lose a Sha and and or a Trippier for the semi-finals and for, for you know for one of those important games. Because I think to beat Southampton the way they played against Man City the other night, and let's let's get it wrong probably the best manager in the world, Guardiola, is criticised for doing exactly what people have criticised Eddie Howe for doing for resting too many players for a crucial fixture. But I think to go to Southampton away and get a result, we need Trippier and Shah. And I think to go to the home leg, we need a and a shah. So so if if I, I don't say Joe Linton dropping out. I say Joe Linton stand up like a man in front of the squad and I say say that, you know, be managed. And I think your castle have handled it well and I think they'll handle it better and I think you'll play. But, I, but I, would, I would say I wouldn't be hugely disappointed if we could put the right players in and rest. Uh, I, I, I'd, be, I'd be devastated if we didn't have Trippier for them big games. Result, whoever we play, whoever gets rested, I think we'll win 2-0. Uh, castles, I think Chelsea is shit, that's why they, uh, Fulham beat them. I think your castle are great and I think we'll beat them. I think we'll beat them two nil. Might beat them by more. Um Newcastle are gonna go somebody one of these weeks. Um when we played the other night, we could have been four 0 up early doors and poor oh, Sean stuff shot, you know. That should have should have been in and we should we should have been attacking and and scoring quick. So uh I, I, I just see good things from the will win.
0: Okay, 2 0. Uh, Mitch, to you, mate.
2: Look, I think we've got to play the best team we've got. I don't think we should be thinking about other games and consequences of bootings and things like that. Though I do think the game on this would be a big league game against Palace, not a cup game. But so, um, I just think we've just got to go with what we have. I personally don't think Julian will fit the feature. And so there's an opportunity there. There's an opportunity there. My feeling would be either for young Anderson or for ESM to state it claim, because he's been championing it the bit according to his own social media. So let's see what you've got, kiddo. You know? Um, and why not have a go at these? They don't have the best back fours. They've been playing very well. They're in the, the, the league table doesn't lie about positions. It would be wrong of us to start chucking accusations of that around sitting in third um, when they're sitting what, eighth? at the minute was it seventh and sixth. they're there on merit on their sixth. own merit
3: they not even be sixth, uh, sixth yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so you know they're, they're there on their own merit um, however I look at their back form in particular and I see Tim Rue at the centre of it who was never a good centre back in the championship that run in the Premier <laughs> League and if we can't make him squeak a little bit then we really don't deserve to be where we are um I think we've got to go with the right mental attitude. The, the one oddity about the whole situation with Joel Linton is it might actually galvanise the dressing room. Yeah. And so um, I think we'll go with the right attitude and we'll play it the same kind of way we've been playing generally with the, the Sheffield Wednesday aside. side. Um, there's no reason why we can't come away with a relatively comfortable win and I'm gonna go for a penman. I'm gonna go for a three-one. Go on, Stewie
0: boy. No, no <laughs> dice. No dice today.
2: Oh, I to me back, I forgot.
0: No problem. <laughs> gone by the prediction. Um George, what about you, mate?
3: Um, well, I'll start with my prediction 3-0. Um really and like Neil, I would I would play the strongest team. And as regards Mitrovic. He, yes, he's, he's he can be a danger in front of goal. I think he's a bigger danger of injuring other players, our players. Because when he gets frustrated, he's quite often, and that's how he get in trouble with a referee, quite often he'd leave his foot in. And quite often he'd elbow somebody on the no- bridge of the nose and break their nose. And, and, and that's something that still puzzles me about why referees never uh, get hold of this. More irregularly about people using their arms to claim and all that rubbish. Um, Mitrovic is very good at it. Very good at at swiping the back centre back with it, with uh, with his elbow and, and doing them serious damage. So uh, I think they're the things that I'd be watching about. Not not necessarily his goal scoring, but the fact that uh, he might actually do our defenders some harm physically um, to to so that they miss games rather than getting booked. Um, uh, Fulham do have have some dainty players, and, and the, the manager has uh, seemed to galvanise them into some sort of unit to get where they are, and that that's great. But uh, uh, there shouldn't be a trouble to us the way we're playing at the moment. There shouldn't be a trouble at all, and so I'm I'm confident of a of a three
2: 0 win. Mm.
0: All right, I'm going to go for a a, a tighter game. I think two one uh, was my prediction. I think uh, I think Fulham will breach the uh, Newcastle rear guard. I think they've got uh, they've got a few dangerous players in there. William Never usually has the best of games against Newcastle, but he seems on fire at the minute. Mitrovic, he's going to break that duck eventually. He's in the form of his life at the minute. And if there's a time to do it, it's now. Um, so, yeah, I, I think 2-1. But I think Newcastle will, will edge it. Rogers agreeing with us. Cool. Uh, uh, Garand Cool is on the bench for Hearts tonight. So, uh, worth uh, maybe he's watching that. I think it's live on Sky as well. Uh, well worth a watch. I have text Mr. Hasty, uh, as shown here. Um, are you driving slowly? Your fans await. And I <laughs> found a lookalike yeah, emoji yeah. On, there, on there But uh, I've not had a <laughs> reply from Steve um, So um, it's, with a, it's with a heavy heart uh, That I have to do to lookalike even without Steve here. And there was a notice outside Steve's house this week. I don't know whether anyone saw it. Uh, you'd be better off sandpapering a lion's ass in a pair of pork chop panties than being caught on the other side of this fence. Uh, that, was, uh, sent to us. <laughs> <laughs> that was sent to us on Facebook. Meanwhile, a new notice has appeared on the gate to Mr. Hasty's property. He must still be angry at the doggy lookalikes. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be absolutely foaming after the day. Stephen Kennedy says, uh, <laughs> Helen, I think the dog wants to go out. He says, there's Steve Hasty wanting to go out for a walk. The bottom, <laughs> the corner. Uh, John Allen, who calls himself a friend <laughs> day.
1: If I stay really still, I can make look like The bottom corner on the right
3: <laughs> Oh. How do the RSPs let owners get away with chopping the dogs Steve, like that? Who,
0: who Steve is do doing celebrating that? the third round FA Cup win at Look, 20 a ringer. That is. That's, that's a ringer. Spitting dabs, actually. Like, the good thing is, we can actually say it to Ringer when he's not here. Um, <laughs> this, Albert's back. And that's a brilliant likeness. Um, that's a, that's as, a, as is this one. <laughs> Stephen is um, uh, in his feminine days. <laughs> And this one, he's only had a bit of weight on. What are people doing with the dogs? And yeah. Yeah, this one, this one, War Hasty, Hasty the cat, uh, which I thought was 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 a bit different. You know, it's nice to nice to mix it up with a with a cat every now and then. Wants to. But, uh, for this one, we know our friend Steve Hasty, not cat um at the hall. Uh, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, this one, battered dogs. Um, I'm saying now, as Albert, you don't have to do, speaking, you speak a thousand words with pictures, mate. This one as well, and we <laughs> Steve Hastie with bad hair. <laughs> Coronation Street reference, yeah. Remove the makeup, <laughs> and you know it's Steve Hasty. You want to see him and to picture together, do you?
2: Oh, yeah,
0: it's very true. Oh. You don't. Um. This one as well, roadworks currently affecting Steve Hasty's cafe. Can we raise oh, some sandwiches? Um, it does look like Steve, doesn't it? Just peeping his head out there of the uh, of the cafe there. And this one, uh, Steve Hasty in today's paper advertising smart meters, possibly why he's not on the show tonight. And this one from Jacob photos emerging this morning of Steve Hasty on New Year's Eve. Happy New Year, Steve Hasty. This one as well from Albert Wurzel Hasty.
4: Yeah.
0: it fits that hat well doesn't it and this one I don't normally post Steve Hasty looking like he's but this thanks ugly camera I'm sure you have by the way I'm sure you have <laughs> uh, and Steve Hastie <laughs> looking very um, physical there. and that, <laughs> lastly this one from Thomasville uh, you know Mr. was in red he certainly was. Um, those of you tuned in last week will remember the, uh, the, uh, the Keith Patterson one. We've got a follow-up uh, from Brian. Great <laughs> <he has> Keith. <laughs> <laughs> now into some sensible ones. Romeo, Beckham and Bruno. Very good. Like it. Like it. Very good. He's a bit thinner. Uh, this was a good one from Darren Morgan. Basil <laughs> and um, Roy Keane. Uh, for those of you easily offended, look away now. Books Fizz and books Fizz. Oh, 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 right. oh <laughs> man. <laughs> Very clever. Boris Becker and Vincent van Gogh. Definitely. I can see that one. Very good. Um, Daniel Farkey and Roger Federer. I've often wondered who he looks like yeah, and that's, that's probably yeah. that's, a, that's a good one. It's as close
6: uh, as it gets.
0: Giorgio Samaras and Fred <laughs> Mercury. Why? Oh, that's though. a good one, that one. I had to look twice. Brilliant. Brilliant. Um, Steve Rafe from <laughs> Wow. I can't believe you've done that to your child. Uh, but thanks for that. Uh, Julian Lesgott and Star Trek uh, Star Wars. <laughs> Similar Similar Yeah Similar Similar face uh, To look like he Chris Wood now And Chris Wood in 40 years time Oh my god I don't what think we'll mean... ever see a good game good, good game to Chris Wood Could we in the, the, Certainly in the last few weeks um, This one Steve Bruce really isn't enjoying his new job at Hermes Oh my <laughs> god <laughs>
4: oh.
0: And this one Yabba Dabba Hairdo Keith's made the front page of today's day <laughs> <laughs> Cavemen, bold cure, and there's Keith in the top left. Um, that looks like Andrea next to him. Um, this one has Aguero got on the Chelsea bench. Tiago Silva and Aguero, very good. Yeah, a little look of him. He's got a look of the youngie and bogey, Andrew, as well. I thought that oh. was uh, that aye, was that? this is good as well. like um, anybody who was on. Uh, Trippier's agent page. Um, he did this baby thing. it Does look like uh, Trippier, obviously, because it is him um, going back in time. Uh, thanks, Albert. Guess who? <laughs>
4: not.
0: It's obviously my face superimposed on a body which clearly isn't mine. Um, this one from Alan Partridge. This is a new account I'm following. How it starts and how it ends. Very good. That. Uh, they, I love this guy, by the way. If you have if you're not following A Partridge. Uh, QOTD. Uh, then please follow it because it. Um, if, if you need a laugh, which I've Tool. needed a laugh in the last couple of weeks, follow it. It's brilliant. Two tips.
4: Yeah,
0: it, yeah. You yeah, definitely lookalike Richie Costa from Tulsa King and me. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> Got it on this week and 100% Mags uh, Groot and Big Dan Byrne. Yes, very good. Yeah, Dan Byrne's dancing certainly. Uh, the talk of the tune Good to see Pep putting in the hard yards uh, Doing the lines, very good Did look a little bit like him under that hood And this one from Rita uh, Lookalikes for this week Josh Windass and Bert Lancaster And This one's from Vince uh, The Cookie Monster And this was something that was A geologist found a rare formation Inside a rock that looks exactly like The Cookie Monster on Sesame Street <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Vince, for that one, mate. And uh, this one into the final few. Miss Mozza, lookalike, uh, one of the Smith brothers, and Stephen Gerrard. I've often Good thought guy. that.
4: It could Good be guy. separated
0: at birth, them Uh Last three. This is your top three. Um, we've got this one. Oh, look at him. He's just turned up. Uh, he's just turned up. Lucy Mannon, British Indies reporter, and the child catcher,
5: lookalike. Right? Perfect timing.
4: Perfect,
0: <laughs> Well wait, wait a minute, we're in the top two, Steve um, just I hope the at Leggy, dogs is there Look at Leggy for Friday, Socrates and Big Joe from Alan McKenzie This was brilliant, by the way Show so- him Johnny,
1: Johnny Allen's dogs, though, before he comes before you go uh, It's gone, mate, it's
0: off the system But the oh. winner this week <laughs> The winner this week, <laughs> without question Because I anticipated Steve being late I, I did keep one back, Steve And uh, this is the winner by far oh. Steve Hirsty. <laughs>
4: Sorry.
3: <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I, hope, I hope the RSPCA don't watch this program. <laughs>
4: hey, oh my I, God. I mean fierce. I can't
3: see it. I can't see it. It looks bloody awful. George, You're missing now,
5: George. You're missing now.
3: Thanks, Steve. <laughs>
5: Classic. <laughs> Steve. The Lover, only this Go on. I've listened you. to the show all the way down. I've listened to the show. It's been a great show, by the way. Um, some some great stuff. But I purposely waited until the very end. I thought I'll get I'll get these <laughs> bloody photos out of the way, and then I'll just nip in and nab you and your did dinners, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> one, one
0: step ahead, Steve. One step ahead, mate. <laughs> uh, typical. Hey, when typical. see the breast. I
5: see the
0: breast of your activity, Steve. Put it that way. When you
1: get home tonight, <laughs> just do us a favour, mate. Go to the start of the show that Steve puts on the look like he's right? And have a look what your mate Johnny Allen's put on for you. Yeah, so I've got to see it soon. It's good. It'll be good ideas for when you go to the hairdressers. It would be. Aye.
0: <laughs> uh, Steve, I'm, I'm going to have words. I'm going to have words. the bagel, so give us your prediction, mate. Because I've still got a couple of little bits to do. Give us your prediction
5: for. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I you, it's an interesting conundrum, I think, that we've got, isn't it? Because yeah. I'm listening to what you're saying about whether you rest somebody or you don't rest them. Um, you know, you're, you're, horses for courses. You, if you rest somebody, then you might as well have just had them suspended the next game because they're still missing the game. Um, as far as Sunday is concerned, I, I'm in the I'm in the two nil bracket. Uh, I think we'll beat them two nil. Our defence is so strong at the moment. We're not conceding, um, and that's why I, I, I'm going for a zero. And I think we. are as Mitch said, you look at some of their defenders. Uh, you know, we, we, we should be better, um, and we should be able to overrun the midfield. So let's see. Two nil, Steve.
0: Uh, George, Steve's got a sit on. Um, Your customer. Forty-two. two asking, "Is Steve a customer?"
4: No.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the client, the George's. Steve, Steve, the 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 one was you talked about that. There's a guy called CR65 just said something which backs up what you said, Steve Eastie. He's rightly pointed out that if we do play a full strength side, which Mitch and George said we should, and now I think I agree, if they do get a boot and they miss the Polis game, and, and for me, yeah, I think you're right. Play your best team. Let's hope they don't get boot. Let's beat Fulham. Let's beat Polis it yeah. affect the cup. You yeah because so you, you could player. you could
5: rest them and you could rest them yeah. and lose yeah. and then yeah. and then uh, then you could lose the following game anyway so yeah. Yeah. far better yeah, to, to go for the three points yeah. and t- it's up to those players to be professional and not get booked yeah. and if they do then fair enough that's when the, that's when you have a different yeah. it, you know it's a different outcome for Eddie but uh, now nah, oh. I, I think it's I think it's a it's a difficult choice but uh, if it was West Ham if it was the following week, that, that's a different kettle of fish altogether You know um, But Steve, In a the weird dog, fixture The dog,
1: the dog pounds with air pippin for you mate so,
0: John says Steve looks uh, like Lady Chatley, Lady Chatterley's chauffeur tonight Jordie Turnbull I says Steve AST looks like Warren Barton Stu
4: says Well speaking
0: of Warren Yeah Stu says Wallace has just left us a note On the fridge Saying that this isn't working He says I don't know what she's talking about The fridge is fine Um, which leads us nicely into uh, Elliot's joke of the week. The policeman knocked at my door last night. Where were you between four and six? He demanded. Primary school, I replied.
4: <laughs> Thanks, Elliot.
0: Oh, yeah. Good stuff. yeah. Uh, the food Genius. bank T-shirt, food bank T-shirt from last week, um, which was this one. If Sven Butman pissed the bed, he'd still have a clean sheet. Um, the winner is Chris Cooper. I will stick that up on Twitter in a minute. £20 that t shirt went for. So thank you. That's a great donation towards the food bank. Well done, uh, we Chris. Do, thank we you. Do, we, do, we do have a new one going up this week. Now, I'm not sure if we can get this signed, but the new one going up this week is this one uh, Dance Like Big Dan Burn t shirt. Wow. It's wow. going up this week. Uh, so um, just get your bids up. We'll hopefully get that signed off, Dan. We can't guarantee it as yet, <laughs> uh, but bear with us on that and I'll let you know when we put that up. Okay, Julie, here it comes. Troll of the week is this one I put rest in peace To me old pal Davey Falkers um, some, And then I got this one What we got At we got I'm not sure Whether that's an insult Or whether that was Something in foreign um, Wishing that You know This person rest. I've got no idea But David You got blocked uh, And you've made it On Troll of the week Well done <laughs> Julie will be happy Because I meant I could play the music Last shout-out for an event. I've just stuck this in the uh, chat. Only 30 tickets available for this. Nobby's just confirmed Thursday, the 9th of February, 2023, uh, which isn't too long. Away, the Time Mouth Surf Cafe, uh, Nobby Solano, and evening with 30 tickets. So if you live downtown, nobby. We obviously just started the Beardsley one last night, which was great. We've got another two of them, which have sold out already uh, ongoing over the next few weeks. But Nobby Solano is down at the Surf Cafe on the 9th of February. Great little venue. It's a great night to so get yourself onto their website. Uh, you can click the link in the chat and you'll be able to go. Uh, that's it then. Uh, that f- two hours flew over. Uh, thanks to Steve for joining us. Thanks to Mitch. Thanks to George. Thanks to Keith. Well there, guys. Thanks to all the mods, as He's always, nice. and thanks to everybody in the chat. Your contribution is superb, would be lost without you. And, and again, over 550 watching live. Thanks. Thanks. Take, so take so that for no.
3: thanks for letting me be involved, Steve. I've enjoyed it thoroughly, so well done, lads. we've we, we enjoyed you, George. You've been 100% George. Brilliant. We have all
2: right. All right.
3: Yeah. take
0: care, <clears> all. <throat> How are, the lads? Cheers, How are lads. the
3: lads?
2: Take care, everyone.